you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. We're all about the numbers today. Analytics have become one of the hot trends in sports. The NBA, of course, uses that metric called PER, player efficiency rating, as an all-encompassing way to measure a player's contributions on the floor. Soccer's a game with just 17 rules, but they even have their own complex metrics like expected goals. There's baseball, which has war, wins above replacement. They introduced that back in the 70s and early 80s. But what about the OG metric? And I'm not talking about anything Ice-T has done in his career. The one that was adopted in 1973 and is still mentioned every single Sunday during NFL broadcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm Mike Yam, and as always, joined by Aditi Kinkawala. Today, Aditi, we get to dive into a stat that has stood the test of time, passer rating. What is good, Aditi? Well, I feel like this is a really good one because people throw around passer rating, Mike, but does everybody really know what passer rating is? or how it's calculated, or what it even really tells us. And even though I tell you, I try to avoid math, I feel like this is math that kind of is really important. Yes? Agree? Maybe? Sort of? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Gosh, that just sort of hung there for a little while right there. No, let it breathe. Let it breathe. (laughs) All right. Well, let's start with history. Since, you know, as a history major, that's my favorite topic to hit. In 1973... 
It was the Hall of Fame's Don Smith who headed up an eight-man committee that was also comprised of the Elias Sports Bureau's Seymour Seawoff and Don Weiss, who at the time was the NFL's PR director. And they got together to try to create a way to grade quarterback performance. And it was designed to be independent of other metrics in terms of how quarterbacks perform. Now, Mike, the committee actually started trying to come up with a standardized metric for quarterbacks way back in 1960, but it was really following the merger in 1970 that then-Commissioner Pete Rozelle said, we just have to find a better way to analyze the performance of quarterbacks. And you know what? The NFL had spent a lot of time finding ways to crown a passing champion in the league in the mid-1930s. It was just the quarterback with the most passing yards. Then for a short while, it was only using completion percentage. Then in the 1940s, they tried to come up with some sort of a ranking system that included where players finished the year in completions, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions and stayed with some sort of measure of that ranking system until 1973, when we finally got the passer rating. You know, Didi, it actually makes sense that they would use those categories, completions, yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Those are sort of the the fundamental things that I think most fans always point to. But as we're getting more data, things have evolved a little bit. And like you mentioned a little bit earlier, I don't think anyone on Earth could recite the formula unless they're a true mathematician. It's hard to digest. In fact, uh, prominent agent Lee Steinberg actually said back in 2001, other than one attorney in our office, I am unaware of a single human being who has the capacity to figure out a quarterback (laughs) rating. I couldn't agree more with that. So we do know there's one person on the planet and probably the person who invented it. So two people on the planet that can give you the the full skinny on passer rating. But trust me, when I tell you, you'll just have to look it up if you want to see the actual calculation and even that, go and figure it out. It's fractions on top of fractions multiplied by fractions. Trust me, I don't want to touch any of this when it comes to the mathematical formula. But the one thing that you do need to know, the five key elements of quarterback performance that are used here, and this is more my wheelhouse, right? We'll just talk what we see on the football field. Completions, passing yards, passing attempts, passing touchdowns, and interceptions. And since the formula is truly something I would need to break down, uh, break out that old T I D three calculator. Did you have one of those, by the way? T I eighty five. 85. Okay. Yeah. I was, did you play video games on it? There's one game that we played, which I won't mention because it's kind of a family show. If you know, you know. Um, Aditi, you're too nice of a person. You weren't playing that game. All right. So let's take a look at what a good rating is and what's a bad rating and what's a perfect rating and how we actually get there. The committee, they crunched the data from 1960 to 1972 and determined that the average passer did the following, completed 50% of their passes, through five touchdowns every 100 passes, through 11 interceptions every 200 passes, and through for seven yards per attempt. Those four marks actually made to be the average in the passer rating formula. So an average mark in all four categories, and you don't need the TI-83 calculator for this, I'm just gonna tell you, is a 66.7 passer rating. You sticking with me here? If not, just hit the back 15 seconds and trust me, I said it pretty slow. So with passing obviously becoming more efficient and just more prominent part of the game overall, Aditi, we've seen a a real increase in passer rating since the numbers and, and really in the numbers since its inception. 
So the average passer rating by season, I'm going to take you back to 1973, was 64.9. It increased in 1980 to 73.7. In 1990, 77.3. I could take you through the trends, but just know this. In 2020, 93.6. So there has been a straight arrow up for the most part in terms of passer rating, Aditi. Okay, but Mike, what about the elusive, perfect passer rating? And of course, the dreaded zero passer rating. I witnessed that too, actually. So Mm. how exactly can a quarterback end up in each of those spots? Let's start with the positive, with the perfect rating. That, of course, is 158.3. Let's remember that number because when people talk about passer rating, it doesn't really carry any relevance unless you know what the scale is. And the scale is, again, the perfect rating is 158.3. So to get there... You need to have the following, a completion percentage of at least 77.5%. Your touchdowns per pass attempt needs to be at least 11.9%. That's basically a touchdown every 10 or so throws. Your yards per attempt should be at least 12.5. And your interception rate has to be a big fat zero. So one more time, Mike, I'll say it quickly. Completion percentage, at least 77 and a half. Touchdowns, you've got to throw one about every 10 pass attempts or so. Your yards, you've got to be more than 12 yards per attempt, and you cannot throw an interception to get that perfect 158.3. As for the zero, well, you know, got to complete less than 30% of your passes. You can't have a single touchdown. Your yards per attempt are probably three yards per pass or lower. and You throw a pick, basically, every 10 attempts. The last zero passer rating game was, unfortunately, Bengals quarterback Brandon Allen. He, of course, filled in last year after Joe Burrow got hurt. And against the Ravens, he went 6 for 21 for 48 yards and two interceptions. Now, the last perfect passer rating was, Mike, no surprise, no surprise. You want to guess who it was? Uh, yeah, that guy that's retiring in about 20 years, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, it was indeed the GOAT, Tom Brady, who in 2020 went 22 for 27 for 348 yards and four touchdowns against, I'll give you one guess, guess the team. Uh, let's go to the Lions. <laughs> ah, ding, ding, ding. Good okay. job, Mike. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. 
That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I will admit to you, I didn't really know what a perfect passer rating actually encompassed until we started doing the research for, for the show. I mean, even as you were going through it, I was like, oh, okay. Because like even the completion percentage number says I've heard it thrown out there before. And sometimes I see a line that's so darn good and it's not a perfect passer rating. And now I understand why that that's the case. Because there's been some epic performances and it's still not a perfect passer rating. Well, to some degree, it's sort of like on-base percentage, right? We just accept it for what it is, and we don't necessarily think about every single metric that goes into it. No doubt. But in any case, Mike, we've got a lot more historical facts and figures when it comes to passer rating. We can find out what some quarterbacks think of the metric. And, of course, we have to talk about whether we really think it's an effective measurement. When we come back on NFL Explained. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, that's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two. Oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G Ultra Wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the RootMetrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. Welcome back to NFL Explained. Mike Am and Aditi Kinkabala with you. And of course, we love answering some of your questions. You can find us on social media at a Kinkabala at Mike underscore Yam. And keep firing them off because we had we got some good questions, Aditi, and I continue to track them. But today's episode is all about quarterback passer rating. And before the break, we actually gave you the latest or the last quarterback to have that perfect rating and the zero rating. So let's take a look at some of the historical stats behind the actual metric. So using the requirement of at least 10 passing attempts, there have been 72 perfect passer rating games since 1950. Considering all the games, it's not a big number. So the players with the most perfect passer ratings in NFL history, Aditi, there's one that you know fairly well that's in the mix. You want to do a little name dropping here? Well, you know, and he's just bitted you, and it's really sort of sad because this past year was nothing like when he was in his heyday, for sure. But Ben Roethlisberger and the also retired and Hall of Fame quarterback Peyton Manning both had four games with perfect passer ratings. Yeah. And of course, Tom Brady is on that list. And a guy that joined us a couple episodes ago and Kurt Warner, who I know you spent some time with recently towards the end of the NFL season. Saw you guys doing some hits on NFL Network. So Brady and Warner, both of those guys posted three. Phil Sims, the highest passer rating ever in a Super Bowl, 150.9. That was in Super Bowl 21 against the Broncos. Sims, by the way, and this gives you some context on some of these numbers, to get to that 150.9 passer rating, he was 22 of 25 
five for 268 yards, three touchdowns. That final score was 39-20 in that win over Denver. Uh, Atlanta's Bobby Aber actually holds the distinction for the record of having the most passing attempts in which he also had a perfect passer rating, Aditi, and lost, which is just kind of a massive buzzkill. But only four quarterbacks have posted a perfect passer rating in a playoff game. One of those guys you just named dropped before in Peyton Manning in 2003 in a wild card game. Dave Craig in 1983, that was also a wild card game. Terry Bradshaw, always entertaining us, not only on Fox, but also all those commercials that he does. He did it in 76 in a divisional game against the Colts. Uh, Dandy Don Meredith, back in 1967, Aditi, also in a divisional game. Well, now, and extremely recently, Mike, it wasn't Perfect, but it was pretty darn close. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills absolutely torched the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs this year. And Allen's rating was a 157.6. He went 21 of 25, 308 pass yards, five passing touchdowns, no interceptions. And his team scored seven touchdowns on seven possessions. Now, It's not a perfect passer rating. We'll get into that a little bit later, but it was the second highest playoff passer rating since 1950. Can you imagine putting up those numbers and it's not a perfect passer? Like, that's just kind of insane to me. Yeah, but if you know Josh Allen, like I know Josh Allen, all he cared about was the dub. Oh, yeah. Although that one touchdown in the back of the end zone where he's actually trying to throw it away. That At that point, I'm like, yo, this is going to go. Wasn't in their, that great when favorite. he's like, I wasn't yeah. even trying to do that. That's when you know you're having as close to a perfect day as you can when you think you're throwing the ball away and it turns into a touchdown. And Aditi, we have to mention that Allen actually followed that up this past weekend by posting the highest passer rating ever in a playoff loss. It was one of the wildest games in NFL history, a 42-36 defeat. To Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Allen's passer rating was 136. Mahomes threw up a 123.1. Allen, basically, it felt like he was perfect most of the playoffs, but proof is in the pudding, I guess, Aditi. That doesn't always matter. Well, because this goes back to one of our previous episodes, Mike, teams need defenses, and defense wins championships. And if you can't stop the other team with 13 seconds left, then you probably don't have a good chance to win a championship. No, I'm with you there. But look, so not perfection, but almost there. But look, we did drop some guys that did have that perfect passer rating. There's also the history of the zero passer rating, um, which is (laughs) just not the list. Yeah, I know. But he look, Terry's on like the good side of this. He's also on the bad side of this, which just means, you know, you got a little some ups and downs, but he obviously had success and he is a Hall of Famer. So he's he can hang his hat on that. He has the most zero passer rating games with three, which kind of stinks. You know, this zero talk is really getting depressing, especially since um, I did actually have to watch some shoddy quarterback play this year. So let's switch to the guys who are at the top of the various passer rating categories. That work? Yeah, let's roll. Let's keep it positive. All right, here it's quiz time. It's quiz time. Highest passer rating in history for a career as of the end of the 2021 regular season. What do you think? Uh, I actually know this one. I saw this during the game broadcast, so I'll throw in Patrick Mahomes. Oh, well, you are correct. And that is because currently his career passer rating stands at 106.0. 
He's followed closely by Deshaun Watson, who has a 104.5. And then, of course, future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers and He's presumptive good. MVP, whose all-time career passer rating is 104.4. Now, it's not surprising, actually, Mike, that Rodgers has the top two passer rating seasons of all time. Number one was 2011, the year after he beat Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers in the Super Bowl. He posted an absolutely absurd 122.5. And then he came awfully close to that, Mike, in 2020 when he put up a 121.5. And he did win the MVP that year. Yeah. Now, the highest passer rating by a rookie. This is also somebody who's playing right now in our generation. You want to give it a guess? Let's go little Cowboys love for Dak. Uh, you know what? I feel like you're cheating. You're getting too many of these answers correct. <laughs> it was indeed Dak Prescott in 2016 who had a 104.9. Okay, but let's not forget about a young man who I covered all through his rookie year. And that, of course, is Robert Griffin III, who in 2012 oh. with the Washington football team under Mike Shanahan posted a 102.4. And here's a little random known fact. RG3's quarterbacks coach at that time in 2012, was Matt LaFleur, who is now Aaron Rodgers, head coach in Green Bay. Who was also part of our records episode. And if you missed the record that he had set, I highly encourage you to go back and check out that edition of NFL Explained. Good tease right there. Try, try. Okay. Highest cumulative team passer rating since 1973. So since 1973, since we started collating, collecting, calculating passer rating, the team that has the highest passer rating, this one's going to shock you, is the Texans with wow. an 86.1. Yeah, right? I mean, followed by NFL royalty. That doesn't wouldn't really surprise you, right? The 49ers are right behind them, 85.0, sure. the Cowboys, the Packers, and then the Vikings. Wow. Minnesota almost even surprises me a little bit. I was thinking, hey, consistency at the quarterback spot when you have real dudes there, right? So the right. Niners come to mind. Packers certainly come to mind. Uh, Brett Favre followed by Aaron Rodgers, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you think about Montana and Steve Young, like the whole deal. So yeah, yeah. Can Although you guess the team the list, that has the so. worst team passer rating since 1973? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Three. Worst. Uh you know what? I'm going to guess Detroit again. Let's stick with that uh, theme. Right division, wrong team. It is the Chicago Bears. 
Think about it. Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman, who I need to tell you, though, Rex Grossman is one of the nicest humans on the planet. Really, really nice guy. Sexy Rexy. Anyway, uh, Bob Avellini, who frustrated the Chicago faithful, he had a 54.8 rating. But I'll tell you this. I really do believe in Justin Fields. And uh, I know that the Bears are changing the way that they're doing things in their front office and searching for a new coaching staff and all that. And I believe they're going to put someone in place who's going to take the best possible advantage of Justin Fields. And that number will rise. There's my prediction for the day. I like it. Dropping nugs um, and athletically kind of a freak, which also leads me to think about maybe some changes a little bit later that we can discuss with passer rating that I think need to be included in the conversation. Well, and I think that that's really fair, Mike, because people inherently question passer rating. I mean, first, the only stats that seem to matter in passer rating are, again, the completions, the yards, the attempts, the touchdowns and the interceptions. So sometimes you get a little bit of a weird rating. OK, like let's say you've got quarterback A. And let's call him, I don't know, Pat Leinert, maybe. Goes okay. 20 for 40 for 300 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But then you've got quarterback B, who's, you know, I don't know, Jim Tebow, maybe. Goes 30 for 40 for just 50 yards with no touchdowns and no interceptions. Well, this Jim Tebow guy would have the better passer rating despite throwing for 250 fewer yards. How does that make sense, Mike? Um, it, it doesn't, which leads me to think that there's actually a flaw in the metric. And once again, it's the evolution of that position and why it's significant. So despite all of that, when you look at the things that matter most, which is the W's, the wins, right? There is a strong correlation between the team with the higher passer rating and getting that victory. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently by forging new strategic partnerships. They unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Back here on the NFL Explained podcast, Mike Am and Aditi Kinkabala with you. All right, let's start with this. 1960, each decade has seen starting quarterbacks with a higher passer rating win at least 74% of their games. So last season, it was actually a little higher, 79.4% of those games. And as far as the big one, only seven times in NFL history has the Super Bowl winning quarterback had a lower passer rating than the opposing QB. So Tom Brady's actually done it three times. Big Ben, he's done it in both his wins. His Super Bowl 40 win yielded a 22.6 rating. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You got the victory. Got the victory. Right. You can throw that on the resume. Great defense, great run game. Great Hell defense, yeah. great run game. He has said, I will tell you this, yeah. he has said that the second Super Bowl was sweeter just because he felt more responsible. But to be fair, the Steelers did make that first Super Bowl run because of the way he played to get them there. Just wasn't the greatest of afternoons for him. 
look, I mean, it's the totality of it. You got the rings. It's on the resume. It'll be listed, you know, under the Hall of Fame bust when it does happen. John Elway, by the way, won Super Bowl 32. How about this? A 51.9 rating. Nick Foles, my guy, won Super Bowl 52 with a 106.1. That was actually lower than Brady's 115.4. But that's because Nick Foles didn't get credit for that amazing touchdown catch. Imagine if he had. Good call. Good call. Like, and that changes the dynamic of things. The Philly special. Yeah. Maybe there should have been an asterisk next to that QBR that day. <laughs> Just take the you know, win. I'll tell we'll you. So somebody that I've known a long time, Byron Leftwich, he played quarterback with the Steelers. He, of course, as the moment that we are recording this right now is the Bucks offensive coordinator. I remember him once saying that he never really got the QB rating. Like there were times when he would feel that he played really well, but then afterwards he'd look at the box score and his QB rating was terrible. And I'm almost sure, I am sure that he is on the record saying, I really don't know how it all adds up. I can think of somebody else who said that. Trent Dilfer, of course, who's an analyst on TV now. He once said the same exact thing. He said, I pay attention to my rating on third down and in the red zone. Otherwise... It's most useful for fantasy football people who are more concerned with numbers than good old-fashioned winning. Mm, Kind of an old-school approach, because we're even seeing this now. Analytics does play a huge part, Aditi, in how teams are proceeding and strategizing and executing on the football field. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with rating. Like, that is completely a different thing because quarterback rating as an assessment, as a metric, I think it's very, again... I would sit here and argue the single most important metric to judge a quarterback by is the W. Let's take Trent Dilfer. Look, he won a Super Bowl on the back of a great defense, arguably the greatest defense of all time. The 2000 Ravens coach Brian Billick led that team. And he ended his career with a very eh. 70.2 passer rating, but he is a Super Bowl champion. I agree with what you're saying. Like wins at the end of the day is all that matters for all of these teams. But when you are trying to assess what I would call the most important position in all of sports, and that's why, you know, we're giving a rating and there are multiple metrics. You just mentioned QBR. We've been talking about passer rating. There's so many different stats for the evaluation process. Wins are there, but even like you said, more recently wins, right? Like, uh, Uh, The Rams got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. They felt like, hey, we can upgrade at that position. We're going to go and bring in Matthew Stafford. San Francisco is a city that I lived in for years. The Niners, you know, they drafted Trey Lance, even though Jimmy G a couple seasons ago gets them to a Super Bowl. So look, those teams didn't get over the hump and they didn't win. And I get that. But getting to that game is really difficult. So I'm with you. And maybe wins has to be a factor, Aditi, when it comes to passer rating and QBR. Interestingly enough, though, when we talked about in the 70s when passer rating is sort of evolving and it's the basic metrics that are out there, now we are blessed and really fortunate, I think, in a lot of ways to be able to evaluate players differently with more and more data. Next-gen stats, if you watch NFL Network, I mean, you see next-gen stats all time during game broadcasts and the whole deal, they just threw their hat into the ring. And I'm really glad that they did with the new quarterback metric that dropped following week 18, just in time, of course, for the playoffs. And it's called 
passing score. And it goes deep into the expected value metrics and grades quarterbacks on scores between 50 and 99, which by the way, I love those types of numbers. Once we get into triple digits, like in grade school, right? You got a hundred <laughs> on an exam, you're good. Like what's this one, you know, 116.1 thing. But it's going to be interesting to sort of see how this holds up. QBR, which you just made reference to. I was at ESPN when they were unveiling QBR total quarterback rating include stats that have passer rating similarities, but also some stuff that doesn't, like rushing, like sacks, like turnovers, even penalties. So I think it's a little bit more of a holistic view, Aditi. And then you got pro football focus, right? Like they grade not just quarterbacks. They're analyzing every player, every single play, which to me is really cool. And I think even more fascinating, Aditi, when you look at the different categories, right? ESPN QBR, passer rating, PFF grades that are out there, you're going to see similarities and crossover of the different players. But sometimes on those lists, there's some outliers that are there. Like one outlier, and, and I'm not going to go through the list. It's it's the names that you would think that are in that top 10, top 15 or so. But if you look at the Well, no, no, no. But let, let's yeah. just say that one more time, Mike, for guys and gals who are listening. So if you took passer rating, traditional passer rating, then you took a PFF grade and then you took the ESPN's QBR rating, then, as you are saying, when you look across the top, you will generally see some similarities, meaning that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, they're kind of in the top 10, top half consistently across all three metrics. But, as you were just saying, there is actually one outlier in this whole system. No doubt. Jalen Hurts is actually that outlier, right? So this is a guy who's got a ton of success running the football, 22nd in passer rating, 19th in QBR, and guess what? PFF actually has him 10th. So... Once again, he's an outlier. I'd also include Jimmy Garoppolo on that list, who sits ninth in passer rating. You're not going to see Jimmy G's name, though, on ESPN's top 10, their QBR, or PFF's grading. So once again, the metrics are a little bit different depending on your skill set. And I think in a lot of ways, Aditi, I I had this conversation. I cornered Cynthia Freeland um, in our NFL Network newsroom the other day. And I had said, hey, your simulations, you're running 300,000 of them. Why do you run 300,000 simulations when you're doing your individual grades? Don't things level out at like 10,000 simulations or 20,000? Like, what's that delta? And she said for her... And what she does, and I thought it was fascinating, her proprietary software, which is why it's so damn accurate, she's grading out individuals and over 300,000, you get a real holistic view when guys don't play and when guys are playing. So I think once again, when you're evaluating some of these quarterbacks, Aditi, it does make it fairly interesting if you're going to lean on some of these metrics, what metrics matter? And do those metrics matter for certain teams? Well, and the quarterback system matters as well. So meaning that a quarterback could be a perfect fit in one offense, in one scheme, in one system, and not necessarily work so well in another one. I mean, we see that at every position, essentially. I still come back to this. To me, it's your ability to win. And that's what ultimately separates you as a quarterback because the quarterback is the guy that touches the ball on every single play. There is no more important position in the game of football. That's why he's the highest paid guy. That's why he's most likely the face of your franchise. That's why he's most often your captain. So in some way, quarterback wins should be a stat. At least that's how I feel about it. I'm with you. The only thing I would say, the only caveat there I'd give you is that this was a really rough year for Lamar Jackson. He was in and out, hurt, up and down. So... 
it, it might be useful to go back and look at his MVP year and see if in this traditional, traditional way of gauging quarterback play, he did indeed fit that or because Lamar Jackson is such an untraditional quarterback and so dynamic and valuable to his team and what he does that a metric like QBR isn't going to be the best assessment of who he is and what he does. Aditi, I don't know what we would have done without Google back in the day doing this podcast, but what I will say is Lamar Jackson 2019, that MVP season, was third in passer rating. So you're right. Still not number one, though, uh, for what it's worth in that metric and still an MVP-type season, although three, you know, we're kind of scratching the surface and knocking on the door to be that top guy. But the results were there with victories, and he means so much to his football team. So uh, I'm with you. Uh, I'm it's fascinating. I still like the metrics, though, because I still think you need something holistically to give context to what we're seeing at that position. Well, and I think that people always like to have something to judge or, as you said, rank people by. And so until we come up with a better formula, I think that this is what we have. And it's fair. As two people who do radio a whole lot, we need things like passer rating uh, <laughs> to, to give us some fodder on some. It's of funny these shows. you say that because I do my best not to include stats. I feel like storytelling is uh, numbers. Sometimes I get lost in the numbers, and I know what my eye tells me. Passes the eye test or not? Is Joe Burrow playing well? Heck yeah! Is he hot right now? I don't need to know what his passer rating is. Is Aaron Rodgers a guy I trust with? 40 seconds left in the game. He is somebody I trust, whatever his passer rating is for the day or not. Yeah. And wins matter. Super Bowl victories. Well, I'm never really worried about Tom Brady's passer rating. <laughs> well, we're gearing up to all of that, right? And we'll see which of these quarterbacks is going to end up in L.A., Pretty soon, Mike. It's been a fun yeah. season, that's for sure. It has been awesome, and I hope people learned a little bit of something-something here when it comes to passer rating and quarterbacks. That's right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Message us your questions, and that is Quarterback Rating Explained. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.